0: you are a locked on braves postcast part of locked on sports atlanta your team every day
1: and hello and welcome into the braves postcast part of locked on sports atlanta grant mccauley jake mastriani coming your way for what is unfortunately The final time in a postcast setting in 2023 for the Atlanta Braves as they fall three games to one in the National League Division Series to the Philadelphia Phillies for a second straight year. And that 3-1 loss, well, it was culminated with a 3-1 loss as the Braves were unable to get the offense going. Spencer Strider, I felt like, gave the Braves a chance to win. But the story of this series, and we're going to talk a lot about it, of course, was the offensive ineptitude of what we think might be the greatest Braves offense of all time, maybe one of the greatest offenses in baseball history. We spent all summer, all season, talking about that. And, uh, well, we're going to have to talk about what did not occur here in the series against the Phillies, and in particular, game four, a 3 1 loss as Philadelphia heads to the National League Championship Series, where they will meet the Arizona Diamondbacks. We, of course, will get into all of that and uh, recap what was, uh, I think, a memorable 2023 season with a bitter, bitter end. Before we get started with all that, I want to remind you to subscribe to Lockdown Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Make sure you click the bell. You get notified every time we drop a new episode on the channel. Leave us those ratings and reviews as well, and uh, likes and comments. We appreciate all of those we have all year long, and we will continue to. And make sure you subscribe to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Jake and O, you and I both were hoping that there would be a scenario that would play out for the Braves to come home and have a chance to win this series. In order to do that, they had to get past the Philadelphia Phillies at home. They were in it throughout the entire night, but could not get the big hit to break through and have a chance to win behind Spencer Strider.
0: Yeah, In order to do that, they had to get the bats going in this series and in this game in particular. And it just it just never really happened outside of a couple of home runs in game two. This offense just never showed up in this series. And uh, like you said, I thought Strider did enough to give them a chance. But, you know, you're only going to score one run in a game started by Rangers Suarez and followed up in the bullpen. Uh, that's not going to lead to a lot of success.
1: No, it was not, and it did not, as a matter of fact, for the Braves. Let's talk about the line score and the box score for the final game of the year for this Braves team, a 3-1 loss to the Phillies. All four of these runs appropriately scored on home runs. That was kind of the status quo for the Braves throughout the course of the season. There was a lot of long balls, but unfortunately in this series, it was the Phillies who were hitting the vast majority of those. They hit three more to win this game, 3-1. A solo homer by Austin Riley, the only run for the Braves in this game. Atlanta had just that one run. On five hits, Phillies, three uh, runs on 10 hits. As I mentioned, all home runs with that one error. Atlanta left eight men on base. We'll talk more about that, of course. Phillies also stranded nine. Braves pitching, I felt like, did its job, did what it needed to do in this game, and really in this series at large. I mean, I know game three was one that is not one for the record books and not one that you look back at as a chance to, to really make it a winnable game for the Braves, but they had a chance to win three out of these four games if they could get the offense going, and in two of those, they were unable to do so. Uh, Spencer Strider takes the loss, dropping to 0-2 in this NLDS. Ranger Suarez, as Jake mentioned, well, he pitched extremely well. Five innings of shutout ball for him, or excuse me, five innings of one-run ball for him. The Austin Riley homer, the only blemish. He is 1-0 in the postseason, and the save went to Matt Strom, who was the final of of the five Philly relievers who followed after Ranger Suarez to cover the final four innings for Philadelphia. Their bullpen, quite simply, Got it done. They flirted with danger, but the Braves were unable to really make them pay. Uh, Jake, as far as big-picture thoughts as we open this thing up and unfortunately have to you know, do the autopsy of what was uh, just a, a really frustrating series to watch for Braves fans in that we talked about this offense and the capabilities of this offense and the depth of this offense, so many different things about the Atlanta lineup that made it special in 2023 and really none of those showed up it saved game two and the comeback that atlanta had to win that game and seemingly get back in this series it was just a a whole just just a glut of missed opportunities for the braves throughout their three losses to the philadelphia phillies
0: yeah it's it's shocking somewhat shocking to sit here and look at this and coming into it the question that nobody really had was this Braves offense. Yeah, had maybe some questions in the rotation behind Strider and Freed, maybe some unknowns in the bullpen, although I felt better about that than, than others out there. But the one thing you didn't really worry about was this offense. If you'd have told me coming in in three or four games, the Braves pitching holds the Phillies to three, four, and three runs, I'd have said the Braves won this in four yep. games. Uh, you know, I mean, the pitching did its job. Uh, other than game three, as we said, we knew coming in that was going to be the one where it had a chance to get blown up like that and it certainly did but in these other 3 games it was there for the taking and if you want to you know put look for blame in this there's only really one place that you can blame and it's this Braves offense they just did not show up when it mattered the most as great as they were in the regular season and look you you can't take that away the 162 games and we can't judge them over just 4 game sample size but you know bottom line is they didn't show up in this postseason, never really did.
1: Yeah, these were the four most important games of the year. And when you enter the season with World Series or bust aspirations, which this Braves team certainly had, don't get it twisted, nobody's trying to say that, well, it's okay because you got to the postseason. Like, that's great, but it's a step along the path to get back to a place where they already have they've made that trip, they have reached that promised land, and they entered that series in, in 2021, that World Series, as the club that made the postseason with the fewest amount of wins in all of Major League Baseball. This time around, they weren't sneaking up on anybody. They were the club with the best record, with the best offense, and the team that you felt like, as Jake just pointed out, if you got enough pitching and you were able to keep the Phillies just in, in check, that this offense would be able to do enough. But shut out in game one. The comeback in game two, that was, I think, just as memorable as it can get in a postseason setting. The Braves did some incredible things to even it up. And then they just needed to win one of the two games in Philadelphia Game three had a, a possibility of ending the way that it did, but you wiped the slate clean. You have the chance in game number four behind Spencer Strider, who once again was able to keep it manageable, keep it close. I know he gave up three solo home runs, but I'll tell you, against that Phillies team and in that ballpark, you'll live with that if your starter's getting into the sixth inning and then your bullpen doesn't give up anything else. I mean, it was really on the Braves' offense. The pressure was to be able to come up with big hits, to be able to play some long ball for crying out loud and come up with some extra base hits. And it just flat out just felt like we were waiting and waiting and waiting for that moment, and none bigger than the chance Ronald Acuna Jr. had with the bases loaded, driving it to the deepest part of the ballpark, only to have it dragged in on the warning track by Philly center fielder Johan Rojas. It was just, it was that kind of series. And and I posted this on social media, and I believe it. When that's how that plays out, your best opportunity with your best player at the plate, and it's just not happening for you, it ain't your night. And as it turned out, it wasn't the Braves' series either.
0: It was, and look, it's unfortunate, and you know, there's no excuses, especially in, in Game Four. Uh, the layoff thing's no longer an excuse no. here. You're into this series; you got to get it done. That's so, what you know said yesterday in the postcast after after Game Three, you had to get it done. This was your opportunity. You got the start you needed from Strider. This game was always going to be on the offense, and mm-hmm. if they could get it done, and like Acuna had four hard hit balls in this game. Sometimes that is just a little bit of baseball. Now, some of that is just he did wasn't finding. Uh, the sweet spot on it. But uh, again, he just missed uh, the grand slam. I liked the at bat before. He shot a ball the other way, the hardest hit ball of the game just mm-hmm. happened to go right at the second baseman. So, you know, just a little bit of bad, you know, uh, bad luck for batted balls there as well. Riley had three hard hit balls in this game. He's really, you know, showed up in this series, had the home run, the only run of the game. You know, Olsen even had three hard hit balls in this game. Ozuna, too. Sean Murphy came up with two hits and had two hard hit balls in this game. So it just felt like, they were close, but they were they were just a tick off. So many balls that they just missed that died at the warning track. It's They mm. just could not come up with that big hit. Like you said, couldn't get those home runs like they did all season long, falling just short.
1: Yeah, it, it was a, a case of, of close but not quite on a couple of those, none bigger than the Ronald Acuna Jr. at-bat with the bases loaded and the chance to really do some damage against Craig Kimbrell and was unable to come up with that hit because it, it just kind of ran out of steam. I don't know. You know what else you can really point to in this game that was a better opportunity than that? I don't really remember any. I know even in that inning there were opportunities. You had a ball get away from catcher JT Romuto, but Kevin Pillar decided to throw on the brakes, stay at third. I don't know if if in the calculus of how the game would have played out, if the Phillies done anything different in a one run game than they did in a two run game, I'm inclined to say no. But if you're the Braves, you feel like you're that much closer to it. And even in the ninth inning, I mean, you had the runners on the corners, you had the opportunity there to at least put the tying runs on base, but then you're in the bottom third of the order. you got to do some pinch hit mixing and matching, and the Braves just did not have the, the guy in the right spot at the right time to come up with the big hit to extend the game or to give the Braves a chance to win it. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about, though, as we continue on the postcast here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We're going to get into the pitching matchup, the duel between Spencer Strider and Ranger Suarez. It's surprisingly, you know, the Phillies for the second time in the series were able to basically use Ranger Suarez and their entire bullpen to neutralize what was going on on the mound on the other side for the Braves, even though I don't really feel like you can lay this loss at the feet of Spencer Strider. I think there are obviously some offensive ineptitudes that we've talked about quite a bit, and we'll talk about a little bit more. But we'll get to that after I tell you about one of our great sponsors, Sleeper. They are the sponsor of this edition of the Braves podcast. And the MLB playoffs, as we well know, are here. They're not so much here for the Atlanta Braves anymore, but they are still ongoing, which means the clock is ticking you to get your chance to win 100 times your cash on a daily basis in fantasy baseball. You pick more or less on stats for your favorite baseball stars, home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your pick right, and you could win big. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Check out Sleeper today. Well, we looked beyond what was the offense and uh, unable to put together the big hits in the big innings and find a way to win this game, I think we have to look at this game four pitching matchup. It was Ranger Suarez, who once again was able to just stay one step ahead of the Braves. Jake, he only struck out two batters, but I I posted this on social as well. It was a night and day difference in the approach between what the Atlanta Braves were trying to do against Ranger Suarez and what the Phillies were able to do against Spencer Strider. A lot of foul balls there. They hunted a few sliders, and they made him pay on a couple that he left up in the zone. But Ranger Suarez was... uh, if. If game one was any indication of what he was going to do against the Atlanta Braves head-to-head, at least in a playoff setting, well, he did even more so in game four. He one-upped himself.
0: He's become the kryptonite for the Braves. I, I don't I don't know what it is necessarily. He does a good job of kind of mixing things up with that fastball up and that that big curveball. You could see the Braves just stuck in between on a lot of these at bats. They were late on the fastball, and they were way out in front on that curveball. It's just for a team and an offense that did – Such a great job all year long of being so prepared and having a game plan at the plate. They just seem so lost and unprepared for a pitcher that they're very familiar with. And I think that's just what's so frustrating here for Braves fans is that it just it looked nothing like the offense we saw all year long. They were you could just see it. They were so in between second-guessing themselves on, on swing decisions and and not having really, it looked like any idea, you, you know, as to what to do in a particular count. And it just seemed like Suarez did a great job of, of keeping them off balance. And again, it's just, I don't know how, how to explain it other than it's just not the offense we saw all year long that was prepared from the get-go, never scored a first-inning run in this series. And they led all the baseball scoring in the first inning this year. It's just, it's, it's puzzling that they were so prepared uh, for each and every pitcher and they were great at adjusting in-game, and they just couldn't do that in this series.
1: No, it's baffling, I think would probably be the word for that. It's That's certainly word. frustrating. I mean, there's a lot of different words we could throw on this, uh, uh, certainly. And, you know, the five innings for Ranger Suarez, three hits, one earned run, it came on the Austin Riley home run, no walks, only two strikeouts. You look at what the Braves had going in this game. Austin Riley was the one guy who seemed to have the approach uh, on this night, just overall, but in, in against Ranger Suarez in general, uh, the Braves went down one, two, three in the first and the second. Uh, there was an E6 that allowed Michael Harris to reach base in the third, but the Braves didn't get their first hit until the fourth inning on the Austin Riley home run. Matt Olsen immediately followed with a single and Marcelo Zuna hit into an inning-ending double play. Braves got the leadoff man on in the fifth with a Sean Murphy base hit, and Ranger Suarez was able to get him with a strikeout, a pop out, and a ground out to second. And the inning was done, and so was Ranger Suarez. And he was able to get a lot of, I thought, weak contact. He was able to get a lot of, I mean, pop-ups from Ozzy Albies on this night. He popped up to second base twice against Ranger Suarez. Just really non-competitive at bats, and they got themselves out early. I know the Braves have been an aggressive team. That's part of their approach, and I'm not knocking that because I feel like the results speak for themselves. But whatever it was in this series, if they were out of sync, if they were hunting, if they were guessing, if they were pressing, also things that don't rhyme, whatever it was that was going on, It just wasn't working for the Braves in their approach. But on the flip side of that, the Phillies really seemed to put together some quality at-bats, and that seemed to be the difference between what these two offenses were doing and the level to which they were performing.
0: Yeah, and you talk about it. They're great at swinging first pitch early in a bat, being aggressive. And like I said, it's typically because you feel like they go up there with a good game plan and they know what they're going to get in certain situations. And it just felt like that wasn't the case. I don't. I don't know. It's tough to explain. But give Phillies pitchers all the credit. They certainly did a great job of of keeping the Braves guessing and keeping them off balance. But there definitely was a huge disparity in the level of at bats from from each side. And uh, you know, just getting back to Spencer Strider for a minute. Certainly not his fault that the Braves didn't win Game no. One or Game Four. He pitched tremendous, and I I, I thought this was a pretty. Gutty performance for, from him in the sense that he had one pitch working. The slider mm-hmm. never really got there. He, he, he threw maybe two or three good sliders the entire game. The changeup, he got a strikeout on it. It's only because Bryson Stott sold out so hard on the for fastball. The but yeah. it's just it, it was a pitch that was even after he got the strikeout, you could see Strider's face. He knew that was nowhere where it was supposed to be. He just had no control over that changeup. Really, his slider. I mean, he worked into the sixth inning basically throwing one pitch in that fastball that he threw 71% of the time on his 96 pitches. I mean, that's really all he had going, and it is such an effective pitch. He's still able to get through, you know, five-plus innings and gave up the three yeah. home runs and, uh, you know, on two of them you know, on that slider, slider. Uh, that just backed up on him. So, uh, again, it's just uh, – it's not on him at all. Uh, he pitched great in this series. I know he would tell you that he didn't and that he's got to do better, but – I thought he was he was fantastic, gave the Braves a chance to win both of these games. Again, it's not on him. It is squarely on the offense.
1: Yeah, again, I think that's the big takeaway for all of this. Five and two-thirds innings, seven hits, three of them home runs. That was the three runs scored against Strider, who walked three and struck out seven. Two home runs for Nick Castellanos in this game. I mean, he would be the MVP if there was such a thing in the National League Division Series. There's not, but, I mean, back-to-back games with multi-home runs uh, on base, what, four times in this finale. Uh, Castellanos, he, he was outstanding for Philadelphia. Obviously, Bryce Harper was a big part of their success in game three, not as much so in the middle of everything here in this uh, elimination game. But you know, this Phillies lineup is not a one-trick pony either. They've got a lot of good hitters, and they've been able to uh, do a little bit more and work counts and uh, get to production and do damage that the Braves simply were not able to do. Trey Turner also homered. He had a big night. Uh, he had come in hitless off of Spencer Strider in his career, I believe, was the rundown on that and he proceeded to double-single homer. He also singled later uh, in the seventh inning as well. Just a tremendous night for him. He's a known Braves killer, and he did it in this game. And uh, I I just look at what overall uh, the Braves needed to have happen once they got Ranger Suarez out of the game, his five innings of one-run ball, only the two strikeouts. But the Phillies, they were not afraid to play those matchups, and it seemed like Rob Thompson had this bullpen lined up the way that he wanted it to be. Even if he ended up using his eighth and ninth inning guys, a full inning early. It's just figure out how to get there and then figure out who can get those outs once you do, because sometimes the game needs saving in, I don't know, a situation like the seventh inning where the Phillies had back-to-back to back walks. Alvarado and Kimbrell were on the hook for those. It was uh Kevin Pilar who walked to start the rally. Anyway, it all loaded it up for Ron Lacuna Jr., but you knew you had your best opportunity there. And it was all happening with two outs, and it was leading to the man who you wanted to have the bat in his hands and Ronald Acuna Jr. And he put a charge into one, but it just wasn't enough. And that was the Braves, really their best opportunity. It talked about the ninth inning as well. Two on, nobody out, still not able to get it done. And the bottom of that order, when you did all those changes in the seventh, Jake, mm-hmm. that also changed some things about the dynamics of what you were going to have to do two innings later. But to the point I just made about the Phillies bullpen and calling in all the guys that you possibly can, if you're Brian Snitker, I feel like you had to kind of sell out there in the seventh to try to get the ball and try to get the Ron Lacuna Jr. to the plate with that opportunity.
0: Yeah, and it certainly did and just missed it. I mean, I don't want to rehash it because it's painful to do so, but I mean, it was just so close to getting it done and taken care of. I mean, it almost cost Rob Thompson. You go to the ninth inning there and you got runners on first and third, nobody out. But like you said, because, you know, Snicker kind of took his shot in the seventh inning. You didn't really have uh, the bullets to really go with there to, to give you maybe your best, opportunity. So, you know, that's just part of the game and managing. And I thought Rob Thompson did a fantastic job in managing this series, you know, one swing of the bat here, and we're probably having a different conversation, but uh, he certainly got it done making those big calls in the middle of that game, like you said, coming up uh, yeah. and getting the big outs from his bullpen. And then you, you look at this coming into it, you had your superstars in Harper and Turner on the Phillies that you knew you couldn't let beat you, and you had your superstars with the Braves, with Acuna and Olsen that you knew if you won, those were going to be your two guys. And, and bottom line is, again, Harper and Turner showed up and showed out, and they performed in this series. Acuna and Olson, and the rest of the offense, not just those two, but, uh, again, their superstars showed up in this series at the plate, and unfortunately the Braves didn't.
1: Now, pretty much anybody other than Austin Riley did not have a series to remember in this NLDS. Yeah, there were some singles and some base hits that were picked up. We talked about how many hits the top of the order had in a 10-2 loss of all things in game three, but there weren't all those base hits to be found in the finale in game four. Austin Riley went two for four. He had that home run, uh, and that was his, what, second of the series. He had two of the Braves' three home runs, because here's a stat for you. The Phillies out homered Atlanta 11-3 to in this series. They outscored the Braves 20-8. to I wouldn't have really thought that either of those would be possible. Maybe it would be a push, and the two teams would kind of be within a couple of each other. But I didn't see it being as lopsided as it is. And if you're wondering why the run scored is what it is, well, you look at that home run column, and you can find it out. In the ninth inning, it all came down to, at the very end, Vaughn Grissom, of all people. A guy we talked about all winter long as possibly being you know, one of the standouts for this club, maybe the starting shortstop. It's funny how baseball just kind of finds you and he was the strikeout victim of Matt Strom to close things out. Obviously, it's not fair to, to lay anything at the feet of Von Grissom either. He was pinch-hitting for Nicky Lopez, who was not really a known offensive threat either. The Braves, quite simply, weren't able to find a way to get it back to Ronald Acuna Jr. again. Uh, maybe that would have made a difference. Obviously, anytime you get Ronald up there, you feel good about it. But unfortunately, that rally just short-circuited, and it was just a microcosm of this series, unfortunately, for the Atlanta Braves yeah
0: tough spot for von grissom there you haven't played in in a while you get put there with the the season on the line and you get two borderline pitches that both yeah. don't go your way and then they throw one right there back in that spot. You just can't hold up on it. So uh, really tough spot there for Vaughn Grissom. Um, but yeah, just, you know, again, if you could have got it back to Ronald, you, you would have felt pretty good give him one more shot there to tie things up or even take the lead, but just wasn't meant to be on this, on this night or in this series.
1: No, it really wasn't in either case. Uh, the finale going to the Phillies by a three, one final score, We got a little bit more to talk about a little bit more of a ways to go here on this edition of the Braves postcast. We'll take a quick break, tell you about another sponsor and then we will put our finishing touches and our finishing thoughts. Unfortunately on the 2023 season for Atlanta. I want to tell you about our friends over at Jace medical. They are sponsoring this edition of the Braves postcast. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out the simple online form. And in some cases jump on a quick call with one of the board certified physicians they have on staff get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment related questions. It's doctor created and doctor recommended. You go online, fill out the form, then you get those prescription life saving medications sent right to your door. The Jace case gives you the peace of mind because no one wants to be left just hoping to have access to their medications in the case of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have those medications in hand. Get $20 off on these life saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's jasemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Well, Jake, I know you and I were both hoping to be talking about the scenario for Game 5, unfortunately, for Atlanta. Game 4 is as far as they were able to get for the second consecutive year in the National League Division Series. The Phillies, once again, bypassing the Braves on their way to the NLCS, and we'll see what they're able to do against the Arizona Diamondbacks. We'll touch on that in just a moment. Uh, But as we've talked about, I think ad nauseum, this is a series of missed opportunities for the Atlanta Braves offense. While we thought maybe the pitching would be the downfall of this team, Outside of one game, that simply was not the case. But there are going to be some questions I know we're going to be talking about and you're going to be talking about on Locked On Braves over the course of the offseason, how Atlanta wants to supplement its starting rotation, what they're going to be looking for in the offseason, because you know the Braves are going to set their sights once again on getting back to October, trying to win that division, and trying to get back to the World Series and win it once again. Um, I know we talked a lot about the playoff format, and I'm going to just kind of sum it up with, it is what it is, and everybody kind of has to play the hand that they're dealt. I don't know that the, that's going to always stay that way. I don't know that the layoff really helped Atlanta, but by the time you got to the fourth game of the series and had the offensive performance that we saw tonight, I don't really feel like it's a talking point at this point, especially once you were seeing Ranger Suarez and the Phillies' bullpen that you had seen at this point for four consecutive nights. Uh, I guess I say all that to say uh, this was a series that went very differently than we were thinking it would. I thought it would be pretty evenly matched. I thought it might even go five games, and unfortunately, none of those things happened, and this was not a particularly even series at all.
0: Well, you take out game three, and I mean, it, it kind of is. I mean, game one, a 3 nothing game, and this game, a 3-1 game, and the other game, the Rays won by one run. So, I mean, you, you take out that game three, and it is it, see, it seems like it's somewhat evenly matched, but I think somebody who watched it, yes, right. it, it probably didn't seem that yeah. even at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, the Phillies came in, like I said, great game plan from Rob Thompson. I thought he did a tremendous job managing uh, this series, especially those two games, you know, started by rangers Fores and uh, managing that bullpen and everything. Certainly the off days helped, but it also helped the Braves uh, that you were able to, to get your pitching staff around a strider and potentially freed again as well as just the offense. I mean, came up short, something none of us ever would have ever expected, and it's tough. And, I mean, you go into the offseason now and it's like – what changes do you really make everybody's locked up pretty much on Mm -hmm. the lineup maybe you know left field position you could look to upgrade you know the starting rotation you still got strider and freed sitting at the top two of the best pitchers in baseball yeah as you said you want to supplement that and get some guys behind them the bullpen i thought was fantastic down the stretch it's all you know what's going to be the right mix you know getting getting over this hump in the postseason getting the right mix of guys in there to get it done. I mean, this team is more than talented enough to win a world series. I think most people would agree with that, but it's getting back to that point. And I think they will be back there again, because this is such a talented group Mm -hmm. that's locked up for a while, but how do you get over this hurdle in the playoffs, whether it's dealing with the long layup? I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to fold to go through the wild card series and try to go about it that way. I mean, that doesn't seem like a smart decision, but uh, again, it's, it's frustrating because they're so good and they're so talented, you know they can win. I don't know the right formula, the right answer, certainly something the Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves are going to be thinking about a lot this mm-hmm. offseason.
1: Yeah, they're going to have to kind of figure out those different things, make those different moves. It, it, it certainly is. You know, when you get to this night where your season comes down to it and it's uh, the last game, unfortunately, doesn't go your way, the, the entire deal just feels like one giant missed opportunity. And to a certain extent, even if you had some successes, personal and 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 you know team wide, it still feels like a failure because you didn't get to the final hurdle. But you know it, it's hard to, I guess, put it all into perspective in in the one game and in the twenty four hours in which your season comes down to when you don't get that job done. It just it's just gonna sting for a while. And I don't think anybody who's a fan or somebody who's followed the Braves for a long time and kind of lives and dies on this, it doesn't feel their frustration and you know a little bit of anger probably that comes with. You know, seeing it all kind of go up in smoke in the National League Division series. And this one, Jake, I will also say, feels worse than last year's did. Last year's kind of felt like, all right, you got there. The offense was not nearly as good as this one was, though it was powerful, and you had all these pitching problems. And then you get into this series, and for the most part, other than one game, it was pitched pretty well. Yeah. And the better offense, the best offense we may ever see, one of the most historic offenses in baseball history, isn't able to find a way to score more than two runs per game. That I did not have on my list of things I expected from this NLDS matchup.
0: And I think that is why this one hurts more because this team was built to win. Like you said, it was the best offense we've seen historically, maybe ever. And you had two guys. Yeah, maybe Freed wasn't necessarily fully healthy or maybe just a little bit rusty but strider certainly pitched well enough to win each of his games and you won the freed game even though he wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily himself in that one and it just it feels like a lost opportunity once again you had a team that was good enough and capable of winning a world series and you just couldn't get it done and of all things this offense just didn't show up so yeah this one definitely stings more
1: yeah it certainly does i guess the thoughts on a 104-win team going one and done in the postseason are going to be as predictably uh, disappointing as as anything else is. But as you do look back on what was a great season, and we appreciate all the support that we've had here on the show and on the channel all year long, we enjoy talking Braves with you. We wish we had more Braves to talk as far as games are concerned, most certainly at least a Game 5 in the NLDS. Bringing it home to have Atlanta have a chance to host that would have been something special, but it was not to be. There were some special things that happened. This offense that did not show up in the postseason, it gave us a summer and a, and a season's worth of memories. Uh, I think for Ron Lacuna Jr., for Matt Olson, for a lot of other guys, it was fun to watch that on an everyday basis. And I think that's kind of what makes it hurt, is the fact that you just felt like they were capable of so much more. Jake, what are you taking away from the 2023 club as we unfortunately head into the hot stove a little bit earlier than either of us would have liked?
0: Yeah, it's, it's awfully, you know, painful right now, certainly, the way that they went out and who they went out to, again, being a division rival in the Phillies, I think makes it sting a little bit more. But, you know, I think ultimately you look back at this season, I hope I at least remember the season of Ronald Acuna Jr. I, I came into the year just, we said it all the time, even when he was rolling, just please, please stay healthy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really just wanted to see what a full season of Ronald looked like. And we got to see that, and it's one of the most incredible seasons I've ever witnessed. So, you know, I think hopefully once this all passes by and get over, you know, the loss and the sting of it, I hope I look back to this 2023 season and look at one of the best single individual seasons I've ever witnessed and one of the greatest offensive seasons I've ever witnessed from the Braves.
1: It definitely was. Real quick, before we wrap up here and uh, and uh, finish our final postcast of the year, it will be the Phillies and the Diamondbacks and the NLCS. It begins on Monday. These are two very different teams. If you had to wager a guess, who do you think is the team that emerges from the NLCS and represents the National League in the World Series this year?
0: Yeah, it's hard after watching the series not to pick the Phillies. I mean, after what they did last year and it just it seems like they have that that mojo, that swagger. Uh, it's hard to pick against them right now.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. The Phillies are a club that's, you know, just looks like the team of destiny, but you know, you can't overlook a team like Arizona, young and hungry, and they've already sent home the Dodgers, which that's a pretty big I think square to be able to pass when you're trying to prove yourself, not just in that Western race, but just in the National League in general. I know the Dodgers haven't been able to make their deep October run the last couple of years, but I think that's a a win that means an awful lot to the Diamondbacks. So It'll be interesting to see how these two teams match up, if you can bring yourself to watch it, which some of us, I guess, are just kind of gluttons for punishment, and we'll go ahead and see what happens anyway and see how this World Series is going to play out because the Texas side of things in the American League should also be interesting. Rangers and Astros fighting for the right to go to the World Series on that side. That's going to wrap us up on this edition and this season of the Braves postcast. Again, as the graphic says, thank you so much for a great season of support from all of you. We wish it would go on longer. We wish we had more Braves games to be able to do these for, but we hope that you have appreciated and enjoyed it as much as we have enjoyed bringing it to you here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We appreciate you. turning on those notifications, leaving us those likes, those comments, all that great stuff that's helped our channel and our show grow. And we always appreciate you checking out Locked On Braves. Jake and I will bring you plenty of content over the course of the offseason. I know, Jake, you're going to do all the heavy lifting there. And unfortunately, the offseason begins a little bit sooner than we want to. And my thanks to you, as always, for being part of this, Jake. I've enjoyed it each and every night we've gotten a chance to do it. And I look forward to much more in 2024.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's been great. Like I said, baseball is all about the journey. It is an incredible journey this year. Unfortunately, it just came up short. The ending wasn't as what we all wanted. But I uh, appreciate you being here, going through this with me each and every night. Appreciate the fans uh, and those commenting in the comment section. Those who listen, thank you so much for all that. We appreciate yep. your support.
1: All right, thanks to you for Jake Mastroianni. I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you next time. And until then, so long, everyone.